Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smashing Brands podcast. Smashing Brands, as of 2019, is a business personality magazine where we get an exclusive look at Seattle's interesting business people and what we can learn from them. Many of the takeaways you'll often find are in the area of branding, marketing, leadership, relationships, and business strategy, depending on who's being covered. On this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Connor Kaysen, who is the founder of Find Me Media. We talk a lot about the effectiveness of building a personal brand and specifically how to do it online using platforms like Instagram. Connor essentially built his business through Instagram, so we talk a lot about that in addition to the philosophy of content and its importance when growing a business. For any of you serious about taking action on social media for growing your online brand, you'll really love this episode. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to the next episode of the Smashing Brands podcast, a podcast all about building your personal brand. And today I am joined by Mr. Connor Kaysen, also known as at Find Me in Seattle on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, man. Thanks for having me. So it's really interesting because in previous episodes of the Smashing Brands co- uh, podcast, I talked to like a lot of executives and entrepreneurs, and it's really been less about building your personal brand online and more more about how to like build your reputation offline and develop trust with other people, do better in business, that sort of thing. With Connor, we're going to go in a slightly different direction, a direction I'm a bit more excited about, because this is really going to be about building your online personal brand and exactly kind of how to do that, um, the outcomes that that has had on his life, and really how he's developed it in the first place. So, Connor, how about you first talk about uh, a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so uh, to kind of backtrack a little bit, in 2000, from 2013 to 2017, yeah. I was working for another startup and I was going door to door selling advertising, making these printed neighborhood guides. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going out to Ballard, Fremont, South Lake Union, Green Lake, every single day, yeah. walking into all the local businesses and trying to sell them advertising, which rolled into technology and a bunch of other suite of products. And in that time, I really got on the Gary Vee bandwagon and he was saying, document your experience. And at the same time, I was having friends call me the map guy and always sending me messages looking for referrals for like where they should get coffee or where they should take their date yeah. that night. And so like, I'm going to Capitol Hill, where should I go to dinner on a first date? So I realized I was becoming a resource to my internal circle. Yeah. And I realized that I should create a social presence that reflects that same thing so I could actually like scale that as a service. Definitely. And so I just started documenting my day going door to door and selling advertising. And then that built up and I just started teaching myself about all digital and online marketing yeah. and how to build an audience on social media through engagement. And it kind of went from there. Now I run my own company. Yeah, so really you were working for another startup, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was selling, you said it was like a map or something. Yep. And you could get featured in this map. Yes. And stuff like that would be kind of like advertising. And it was advertising, yes. Interesting, interesting. And then, so when we talk about personal brand, it's kind of like, what are you kind of known for? And Connor just said it right there. Like, he was known for being the guy that kind of knew everything around Seattle, what to do, the places to hang out, that sort of thing. And so I'm always interested in hearing about how people get started in their entrepreneurial journey. So mm-hmm. you do a lot of 
kind of like falsely marketing more or less yeah. for a lot of local businesses here in Seattle. So what was that jump that was like, okay, I'm gonna start selling, I'm gonna stop selling advertising for these other companies and start doing my, my own thing? Uh, so it started, there, there was actually some trials and tribulations working at a startup like all startups. Yeah. And as I was selling, I was having a lot of businesses, just by the repetition of seeing my face, yeah. they were starting to just ask me other questions about, hey, how do I fix my Squarespace website? How yeah. do I run Google ads? How do I do Facebook better? How do I run Facebook ads? And so uh, in order not to compete, I was just providing all that value for free. Yeah. Right. And that, that was a way for me to build a really strong, trustworthy relationship with all these businesses. Um, and then it got to a point where uh, businesses wanted to offer for me to consult. Right. And so, but I wasn't going to have them pay me until the other relationship was over with the, mm. the company I was working at. And so, uh, yeah, there was kind of a good time that showed up, and I knew that I had an opportunity to pull on clients. Yeah. And so after I left the other company, I started just setting up meetings. Yeah. And, uh, it all just started to evolve. I didn't know what I was selling in the beginning. I was just selling myself and selling Find Me in Seattle as a brand because I had an audience that I built up. Did and you, so it gave me some credibility. Okay. And you were building up Find Me in Seattle even when you were doing selling this advertising kind of door to door. Yes. Because Find Me in Seattle was just a way for me to document how I was making all these maps. It was just Connor like walking into every restaurant and talking about the process. Like after I'd sell all the maps, yeah. it was, how do we design all the maps? How do we distribute all the maps? And it was very much just documenting my life and my experience working with this company. And there's so many people that were probably doing that but didn't document, or there's so many people that have interesting lives but don't document. I would say most people have an interesting life yeah. and there's probably people out there who are interested. I think most people don't see it that way. Mm -hmm because the ritual of their day-to-day -day yeah. bores them. But there's a reason that cop shows and doctor shows and lawyer shows are so popular, as well as reality TV, because right. people are just curious about what other what, people are doing. What other people are doing. Yeah. There's a reason why Instagram stories has become so popular, because we're also intrigued about what everyone else is doing. And now we have like this, yeah. this weird position where we go into people's lives now. And I've learned just from how much I've showed and being consistent with it every day, yeah. that people are super curious. Yeah. And they enjoy it. Yeah. So you can turn something that you think is boring into entertainment. You really can. And I found that out. We can maybe talk more about my Instagram later. But uh, yeah, I've been trying to do the same thing Connor has been doing. Uh, and I love it. So really what so I met Connor at I think it was Carrie's Free Coffee in Capitol. Yep. This was several months ago. And I just what I really love about what Connor was doing was that his social media documentation strategy is so well integrated mm -hmm. to your actual business model. It's like, his Instagram is all around going to Seattle, checking out the latest spots, the restaurants, whatever there is, clubs, I don't know, nightlife, anything. And really, um, that's what his job is, kind of like, he works with those kinds of businesses. Mm -hmm. And what was really interesting about that to me is that he's almost becoming a Seattle-based influencer. And that ties in really well to his model. Because it's just like, we talk about, you know, you guys that have seen my videos know what I have to say. I talk about funnels a lot. And that, you know, getting business is all about building trust up front, getting people to know you, that sort of thing. So Connor is already, it's his job to document Seattle. So it's, 
it's freaking easy for him, maybe not, it depends, but he, it's really accessible for him to build relationships yes. with these people. And I say this a lot too, when I try to meet somebody, the first thing I try to do if I like them and I want to continue that relationship is I like to provide value mm -hmm. in one way or another. Yes. And what I love about Connor's model, you guys, is that you know he has an audience on Instagram and he can provide value right away by giving that restaurant or that entertainment venue or whatever immediate exposure to his audience of how many followers do you have right now? Like I just, wouldn't even know. Just over 7,000. Yes. That's what you're at. Well, maybe I'm glad you've done the research. <laughs> like, when, it when it comes to the numbers, I just yeah. don't care about the numbers at all. What do you care about? Engagement. Yeah. I, just, I really just care about DMs. Interesting. And, 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 yeah, and okay. comments matter. Um, but DMs are the only thing that really give you true feedback mm -hmm. on people are watching, people are listening, and people want to learn more. Yeah. And I use story and the DMs that come actually to dictate a lot of the other decisions that I make. Yeah. Because I know that's the first point of contact that people make either with that brand that I'm promoting or the food photos or whatever story I'm telling. And people get, give me the feedback and I go, oh, this is really working, I should go this direction or next time I should capture it in this way. Interesting. So you're always collecting feedback from your audience and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and, and I just don't worry about how many followers people have because I'm a big believer in, even if you have 100 followers, yeah. if you're trying to sell a camera and you have 100 followers, but um, it depends on Casey, how, yeah. Yeah, Casey Neistat is yeah. one of your followers and he buys your camera, yeah. it's game over. Absolutely, it's all about the, the quality. The quality of the followers, yeah. yeah. I think people get, it's very easy with the vanity of social media to get caught up in those numbers and I really just don't pay attention to them day to day. And the algorithm is so hard now. Like, you can put up a great piece of content and it won't perform at all. Or yeah. you post it at the wrong time. Right? Sometimes. And so you really have to like separate yourself from all like likes yeah. or not likes that are happening. Respond to comments, respond to DMs, and just thank people as much as you can. Right. So would you say your Instagram has been pretty influential in allowing you to get more business? It's, it is the reason. It is like the engine. It, it was the reason why I could start my own business, why how I get clients, how I've gotten referrals. How does that work? How do you get clients through Instagram? Um, do you initiate it first, like, hey, I have this Instagram, or are they reaching out to you, or is it a combination? It, it's been a combination of, like, businesses say, like, hey, well, you can tell a story about us, yeah. and I'll say, uh, oh, or I'll go into a place without talking with them, and I'll tag them in the story, and when yeah. you tag them, it automatically sends them that DM, and it starts the conversation. Right. Where when you send a cold email, it, it can be difficult, right? They might not respond, and sometimes if you don't have the right tools, you don't even know if they open the email. Yeah. And so the DM, like, just really is a unique way to get in, and the, yeah. the marketing people see that, and it's just a nice way to start a conversation. Uh, but since then, I mean, I have one customer, which is the restaurants that are small customers, but those business owners who I've done right by, yeah. they know all the other business owners. Yeah. And so they all have conversations, and if they see any changes, they ask each other, hey, like, what's happening? And okay. so I've been able to get referrals because the business owners have talked to each other and they're like, oh, I noticed something different about what you were doing online and yeah. then my name gets brought up and Find Me in Seattle gets brought up and then they look at Find Me in Seattle yeah. and that's kind of the, the proof in the pudding. So it's, have, it's, yeah. it's a social proof. Element. It's social proof. And that's why I love Instagram so much and why I utilize it for all areas of my life. Because mm -hmm. what I put on my Instagram I try to be as like authentic as I possibly can and share 
know, some of my best pictures and some cool stuff I'm doing in that element, just showing off sort of my best version so when people go to it, they really understand who I am as a person. Yes. And you have all this content, you have these followers, you have these engagement metrics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you guys can imagine how a business owner going to Connor's Instagram page is so much more powerful than just getting a cold email. It's just a name. It's just an email address. No, like his Instagram really tells a story. Yes, exactly. Stuff like that. And and they see that, and there's some proof that like, oh, he maybe he can do that for us. Yeah. Right. And and that's and so now I'm actually trying to build out all the other platforms because now I have these clients and I'm building out Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever it is for them. Yeah. And I kind of realized like I should probably be building. Uh, the Find Me in Seattle for all of these verticals as well, uh -huh. just so I have more bullets in the chamber to point to, right? So what do you mean exactly by that? Uh, so Instagram's been like my big portfolio piece, yeah. but on January 1st, I launched a Facebook page, um, nice. and then I've been posting more on LinkedIn. I have a Twitter page, but Twitter is very bottom of the barrel for me. And same thing with Snapchat at the bottom, but I want to be there because if those businesses ask about it, I need to be able to provide value in some type of way. You can help me with Instagram, I can help you with LinkedIn and sure. share a little bit. Sure. I mean, <laughs> the organic reach on LinkedIn is crazy. That's why I'm well, on it. Where, where I'm stuck uh, is the content that I provide everywhere else, like these stories, the, the interviews with the business owners and those stories are what I need to be putting on LinkedIn, um, but I just haven't. It's actually why I bought this camera, yeah. so I could shoot more content like this because right. all the business owners and the conversations I have, I feature them a little bit in the story, but I never go more in depth. Right. So the LinkedIn strategy is actually tied a lot to this camera so I can kind of get more of those conversations out there. Absolutely, and back to your Instagram, a reason why I think your following is not, it's really cool because you can provide value to businesses, but also you get a ton of perks having that following. A like, lot of perks. You get like free meals, right? Okay, so let's be clear. So I was on your, I was looking at your story yesterday. You went to this absolutely incredible seafood restaurant that I will probably go to at one time. You know when I want to set aside that amount of money. It's yes. like seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars per person. And how many people did you take? They invited ten people. Okay. Or maybe just twelve. Gotcha. Were those like influencers? Yeah, they're all. Influencers. Okay, so that was the influencer dinner you were talking yep. about. Yeah. But basically, Connor got that whole dinner basically paid for it. So I'll pay for right? it. Right. Just, just because you put it on your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys gotta think. You know, seventy-five dollars. Um, it's actually more valuable um, just to give it for free to Connor if he's promoting it to his audience to reach those amount of people. And this is an interesting question. A company could could have just spent, you know, could have not given you a free meal and just bought some ads instead, mm -hmm. maybe. So what what is it about your brand that they wanted to have you be an influencer? So when you run an ad, which is something that I recommended to them, yeah. is they should definitely be running ads yeah. and they should take my content and actually be running it as an ad. Yeah. And that's actually an aspect of the agency that I do, yeah. is I can tie finding in Seattle, as I'm creating content that promotes businesses, mm -hmm. they can pretty much buy ads that I run. Yeah. Because just as a normal person, I have this like different credibility than the business does. People look at me as giving more of a non-biased opinion yeah. versus the business, they're gonna put out their best foot forward, yeah. where I'm gonna try to show more of an authentic view of it. So I think it's better and actually it's coming from you because your audience trusts you. They trust me and they see it every day and they know the cadence that I'm going to yeah. produce at. Um, and then they can DM me and get answers. Absolutely. And I think that's 
that's kind of a win-win for everybody because you're getting yes. something out of it, they're getting something out of it, everybody's kind of happy about that. Yeah, and, and for restaurants, giving away free food, I think is the best marketing strategy. Yeah, because it's, it's marked up. Anyway. It's marked up, yeah, the overhead's yeah. a lot lower. Yeah. And so, I actually say to all businesses, and I have a sister who's had a lot of success with her restaurants doing this, and every month be doing a giveaway on Facebook and or Instagram, Yeah. and just giving away a free gift card. Yeah. Um, like my sister, her restaurant is called 41 South, it's in North Idaho, okay. and every month she gives away a $41 gift card nice. through Facebook, and you have to share the posts. And like follow them or uh, yeah, of course. something like that. Yeah, but just sharing it, for, for the $41 gift card, she gets thousands and thousands of hits of exposure from all these I people bet. sharing it, and it costs her $41 in food costs, which is a marked up price, so it's all good. Yeah, it's like $20 on, or yeah, something it, like that. And if that person shows up <laughs> yeah. and spends $60, so they only spent $19, they get their money back. Um, yeah. And so I actually suggest that for a lot of businesses, but, but that's actually something they just don't think about all the time, because they don't understand that their customer service model that operates in the front of house yeah. is the exact same thing that they should be doing on Instagram and Facebook. Right. But it's just a time commitment and, and a value. And having that expertise and stuff like that. Yeah, and investing the time to do it because it takes an incredible amount of time. This is an interesting question I have for you. I'm not sure if you've been asked, but wait, by the way, are these the Gary Beachens? Yes, they are. Dude, those are sweet. We'll have to get another shot on camera. Those are, those are dope. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I bought the first Gary Vee shoes that they came out. So I met Gary Vee. Uh, I, I shadowed him for a day in New nice. York City. And uh, oh, really? yes, back was that? this was August 2017. Okay. Um, and, and I've got a lot to share about that whole experience. But he was doing the testing for the first the Gary V 001s. Uh, and so the I, Daily V, you mean? No, so these are like oh, Gary V's. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. are gotcha. 03, I think. Gotcha. And so he had the first edition yeah. before they were even approved. They were like going through all the design mockups. Okay. And Tyler, his admin assistant who I was sitting with, yeah, like yeah. gets the box and opens it. And I get to like see the shoe before anyone else. Yeah. And uh, they had just amazing details in that shoe. So immediately I was there, I was like, yeah, I'm buying these. Right, and they came on sale and I bought them and I got them and I love them. I think they're just like an epic shoe. But, yeah. but I don't want to wear them because they mean a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and, and there's this thing that, yeah, I've struggled with should I wear them or not. Right. But they're sitting in a box I actually have them like displayed up above my desk. Yeah. And I want them to be a reminder. If I become more successful, uh, I, I reflect back on those shoes. So yeah, when these like came that. out, yeah. I pretty much bought these because I wanted to buy a pair of shoes that I could wear. So yeah. now I don't look at those ones. Every day I used to think, oh, should I wear them today uh -huh. or not? And so I bought these ones and I've never owned a piece of clothing that made me feel better. Wow. I put these things on and I feel like I'm Gary Vee. Wow. Like I'm just excited about the day. And I, <laughs> it's, not I, I hate it's like, power. I hate a, you know, praising the gospel of Gary Vee, but like I really feel that way and they're good shoes. Yeah. So what was it, we'll have this be a separate clip, so what was it like shadowing Gary Vee? And why, how did you get that opportunity? I won it on Instagram Live, uh, on the day Instagram Live launched. So you was won it on Instagram Live? This was Live. 2016. Wow. On the day it launched, finally in Seattle, like, I probably didn't have more than a thousand followers yeah. at that time. And he was doing his 60 second club. Yeah. And on Sunday he said, right. tomorrow I'm going to do the biggest giveaway ever. Put whatever you want. And if you win tomorrow, I'll give it to you. Yeah. And so I put in a day to shadow Gary Vee, and then the next day, 
they launch Instagram Live. It's like the first day they have all these influencers doing things. Yeah, yeah. And I won the giveaway. My and man. Like, Damn. Yeah, so he flew you out. So he flew me out, and I spent the entire Monday with Team Gary V. Monday, perfect day. Yeah, it was perfect day. Yeah. And uh, there's 12 hours in the office. He flexed on me pretty hard. He did uh, part of finding in Seattle that I want is I want to be able to come to the collective one day yeah. and say first 10 people who show up here get free coffee. Oh, right? Yeah. And then see if 10 people can come. Only big celebrities can do that. Macklemore can do that in the city. Uh, Russell Wilson can do that in the city. Not some normal person like me. Yeah. But I have this vision of like, can I get to that level? Yeah. And he flexes on me so hard. He tweets out, he goes, I'm going to be at this bar at 7 p.m. See you there. <laughs> and at 7 p.m. we take an Uber and we show up at the bar and there's 100 kids with vlog cameras like waiting to meet Gary Vee. Wow. Uh, and it was just, it was, for, for me, it's like, oh, it can be done. Yeah, and yeah, it was just such a crazy experience. Really, like, so perspective, eye-opening, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and he gave me some good advice about uh, where I could go with this, and I learned how. I that about you. Yeah, this wow. is this is how I learned how Find Me in Seattle should kind of operate. Where I'm building Find Me in Seattle as like a media channel yeah. to build a big audience, but then I have an agency on the no on the other side, and they point at each other. Right, and that's kind of the whole business. And that's perfect. From there. It's beautiful, by the way. Um, so I'm going to go in a slightly different direction, and this was the question I've been, I was going to ask you, which is, when we talk about a personal brand and building an Instagram, where it used to be people being recognized by their names, yeah. like Alec Mountain, my Instagram, if it didn't have my name attached to it, that would be, that would be kind of different, it would be weird. For you, you have a slightly different strategy where you're known as Find Me in Seattle. Why do you not go by Connor Casey? When I made the decision, I, at that time, I kind of thought like I needed a separate brand. I wasn't ever thinking like personal brand. And you were thinking like company. Brand. I was thinking company. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about Connor. And with picking a name, I think it's a little overrated. Uh -huh. I think people spend a little too much time on picking the name because the name doesn't mean much until you make it mean something. Yeah. Okay. That's um, Zoo Lily didn't mean anything yeah. until a bunch of moms started buying products yeah. and now they're on the soccer jerseys and, right. and, and the whole country's going to see them. And so I thought kind of the same thing. And yeah, and I'm not sure. I had a Connor Casey Instagram profile, but I just wanted something else that connected more to a brand outside me. And I think if I build by me in Seattle, yeah. Connor Casey is going to work. Like Connor will be able to go do Connor things. Yeah. But I wanted Find Me in Seattle to be to become something bigger than me. Or something that, if it becomes a big company, yeah. it's not attached only to Connor. So right now, it's very exclusively Connor, but I do have a goal of one day, it being, there's gonna be a Find Me in Chicago, and a Find Me in Tokyo, and a Find Me in Paris, and those are gonna be other influencers uh -huh. who come up, and and I I don't need it to just be me, I love it to be me. If Netflix wants to send me to Tokyo to do a show and meet business owners, I'd love to do that, but yeah. uh, I kind of have a vision that is more about all these other people coming together to be finding and finding these more about connecting with other people and connecting with yourself and it's, yeah. it's bigger than me as an individual. Yeah, I was just thinking, I feel like, and this is just my own opinion and what I've experienced, it might be different for you, but people connect really well kind of with other people and you really are personal on your Instagram account. I just kind of feel like there might be an opportunity for instead of it being find me in Seattle to be Connor Kaysen 
this guy who travels all around Seattle, like people are following Connor, like, oh, it's Connor, it's a person. Yes. Rather than just finding in Seattle rather than a company. Brand. And you're right, you're right. I think people do connect more, and a lot of my clients, I point towards that direction. And you'll, get better name, and you'll get better name recognition as yes. well, like that. So, again, I'm, I'm not one to say what you should do, but what, what do you think your direction is? Are you going to keep it at finding in Seattle, or are you going to consider the, the Connor case? And yeah, so like, I have Connor on LinkedIn, Yeah. and, and that's kind of where I'm, I'm going to tell more of my own personal journey. Yeah. But, yeah, I, once I jumped in the pool of finding me in Seattle, yeah. and it's been sticking, I, I think the brand of Find Me has a lot of potential, and I've gotten a lot of really okay. good feedback with it. And so it's just one of those things. Like I'm already, I'm already building that. Yeah. Connor is going to be okay. Okay. If Find Me in Seattle is successful, Connor's it's going to work out for Connor. Maybe Connor, the Connor brand will evolve after the Find Me in Seattle brand. Yes, and I can start delivering that more, kind of like TikTok, yeah. like like Microsoft. Bill Gates became Bill Gates uh -huh. after Microsoft became Microsoft. Right, and after you build Microsoft, okay. you didn't need Bill Gates. Bill Gates got attached to it, and so part of me goes, if I'm in Seattle, becomes this big company that I want to build, yeah. then, then it's going to be okay for Connor. And I have all of this experience. Right. Building the personal brand for me is not going to be very difficult. Yeah, I, I'm already doing it. Right, you I'm, already are building your personal brand through your company brand. And I put my face out there so much. Because you're the face of it. Yes, and yeah. so. So many people know Connor and they know Find Me, and there's very it's synonymous with that. But yeah. when it gets to bringing other people in and having other faces, uh, I want to integrate them, and then Connor right. and then Connor can go do his own thing. Absolutely. Do you have a personal Instagram account that's not tied to Find Me? Yeah, account? the last photo is from when I went and visited Gary Vee. Okay, so it's not very active. No, not at all anymore. Um, I just leave it there, and the last photo is with Gary Vee. Yeah. And I kind of just like like that position, right. and I like and I like the symbolism. Uh, I went to New York and I met Gary and I had this experience mm -hmm. and I posted that, but then Find Me in Seattle yeah. went a whole different direction from there. Alright, so Connor, I want to change the subject and talk a little bit more about your Instagram and how you've been able to grow and stuff like that. So, just to give the audience some reference, you have around 7,200 followers. How many people view your stories? Just out of curiosity. 500 to 1,000. 500 to 1,000. And how much of your audience is Seattle Almost all of them. Like I would say, how do you look? At least, it doesn't give you the exact percentage. Yeah. The analytics, like I can show you the analytics. Okay. But the percentage doesn't add up to 100% because they don't have the data on everybody. Huh. But I'll show you the graph. Okay. And so this graph on the insights, anyone who's familiar, Instagram gives these insights. And, right, so like, look, it says 47 to, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. And so, but like, it's significantly more. It's then Seattle, Bellevue, Renton, LA, Tacoma. That's crazy. And LA is where I grew up, so I know I have a lot of people from LA following me there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it gives me a breakdown. The thing that I really like, women is 65% and men are 35%. That's interesting, yeah. Women, Why do you think that is? Women are actually the trendsetters of culture. So uh, I think women actually make uh, things go viral and they make things popular. A lot of times they are the major purchasers in family dynamics. Yeah. And so uh, I think it's a good sign that there's more women following and that right. I'm doing something right and it's appealing to the audience. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're just like, yeah, I don't know, I'm not sure. So you've gotten thousands of people to follow you in Seattle. You have 500 to 1,000 people viewing your stories. So let's talk about how you've actually been able to grow that. Yeah. When did you start? The account started November 2016. Really? 
So in the whole 2013-14 when you were doing selling that advertising, you weren't you didn't have a financial account. Um, I had my personal account, but not financial. But not financial. Okay, so 2016. And how did you basically get all these followers? Let's start with. Um, let's just. You can just give me your rough answer, and I'll ask more detail. Yeah. So all through outbound engagement. Okay. Social media is no longer about if you build it, they will come. Even if you have the best hashtag strategy, nobody's gonna find you. Mm -hmm. uh, there are unique niches that you can build global communities. Yeah. But for me, my whole strategy, I was always intrigued by who could become the Casey Neistat of Seattle. Yeah. Who's the most influential person in the city and who could drive traffic to local businesses. Right. So the concept That's of- so powerful. I, as a marketer too, like I'm so interested. Yes. In that. And it's so powerful. And these platforms are global platforms. Yeah. So targeting locals, is difficult if you're not paying for advertising. Yeah. And so what I would do is when I would post about a local business, yeah. I would go into the location tag. I wouldn't go into their business profile. I went into their location and I would engage with everybody who posted in that location in the last month or two months or three months. Interesting. And then I would spam those people. So I think that the notification- Okay, hold on. When you say spam, yes. you need to make an engaging, thoughtful comment. Um, I would like 10 of their last photos okay. and then I would leave a comment maybe and I would follow up. Okay. Because the I, last ten for each one. Yes. Okay. And, and so I go, I go into the collective, yeah. and I would look at the first person, and I would say, "Oh, uh, Tommy X Y Z just posted here," yeah, yeah. and then I would comment. I yeah. go into Tommy X Y Z's profile, yeah. and I would like the last ten photos. If and that's where I do customer research. So I'd be like, "Oh, Tommy is a member of the collective. He really likes Cheetos. He goes to the gym every single day." And now I know a lot about Tommy. And if he doesn't live in Seattle, I didn't follow him. If he lived in Seattle, I followed him. And then I went to the next person. And what I would do is I would take over people's notification panels. So, and that still works. I see somebody like coming still on my photos. And then you look at them. And then I like, you visit them. Who the hell is this person? Yes. <laughs> and so I think taking over the notification panel like is that. really the best marketing tactic in 2019. It yeah. was in 2018 and 17 also because people like live and die by the notification panel. It's where people get like a sense of or even a DM or like a DM. mentioning people in your story yes. and stuff like that. Okay, so you went to a business, um, you took a picture, and then you went to the. Okay, so basically you're just out of business. You're just documenting whatever it is you're doing, and then you go to that hat, that that place location, the tag. location tag, all the people that have also tagged that location, and you find the last. How many people? I just go until I was done with that location. So how many people? I mean, it could, it could have been one and it could have been a hundred. Okay, and you like their last 10 photos. And then I go and I engage with them and I take over their notification panel. So you like the last 10 photos and you also leave a comment? I leave, I, I'm, the follow and leaving a comment is a lot gut feeling, right? Like, am I engaging with this person? Mm -hmm. If they're posting a lot of food and I knew they were really gonna connect with me, then yeah. I, they, I, in a second, I kind of prioritize people yeah. of like, how much do I need to engage? Yeah. I always like the 10 photos, yeah. but then it was like, all right, I really like them, so I want to leave a comment, and I really like them, so I'm going to follow them. Yeah. Um, and I always follow last, because the notifications show up reverse. So yeah. the follow is always the top, and then all the right. engagement. And I think what a lot of people do is they follow, and then they engage, and the follow gets lost. Right. So right. then they don't follow you back. Um, and so yeah, there's just like little tidbits of strategy. And last thing is I always went for the non-popular people. Okay. So when I saw someone who had 300 followers, yeah, those like, people line. I go deep yeah. because I know when I like 10 photos, my profile is gonna last on the notification panel for days. 
And so like, but if you lose someone with 10,000 followers, you're yeah, getting a ton of engagement, you get lost right away. Yeah. And so for me, just building an audience, it was about finding the people who aren't popular, yeah. per se popular. Yeah. Um, you never know, because 300 followers could be all their best friends. Mm -hmm. And so they're really influential. And uh, I would just target those people and start conversations with as many of them as I could. Okay. And I'd come back to it and I just build relationships with thousands of people. And how much time did you spend a day doing that? so much? Like a gross, a gross amount, yeah. two, three hours. Um, a minimum an hour every day. Yeah, I, I spend it's the networking tool. So when I was going on selling advertising, I was going door to door, meeting all the business owners. Yeah. But before I walked into the business, I went on the Instagram location yeah. and I talked with all of their customers. So it gave me like this weird perspective. What do you mean you talked to them? Like I engaged on their, all okay. the posts, all the yeah. people who posted at the collective or yeah. at that restaurant. Okay. And that gave me like a weird perspective into their customers that they didn't even know because they weren't paying attention to any of those. Ah, and okay. so it, it was unique just to provide that kind of value and understand the customer in a different way. Huh. Um, and I just thought of it as a networking expense. It yeah. was just the same way you can go to a networking event where you can come here to a co-working space and shake hands. I just go digitally shake hands with, with more people. Yeah. And that's been the unique way, and that's how I think about it, is whether I'm in person having a conversation or on our own time or DMing back and forth, mm -hmm. it's all the same to me. What would you say your, your conversion is on that? Do you have any idea? I have no clue. No clue. I have no clue. And it's not even something I think about. Yeah. Um, because it's an incredible time investment mm -hmm. that very few people are willing to have. Yeah. Because building this, like, it's just not easy. It's, it looks easy. It sounds easy. But it's just not. It's every single day, over and over again. It's a lot of failure and a lot of rejection mm -hmm. uh, or criticism or whatever you, you want to call it. But it's definitely worked out for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Right now I have this company and I have all these opportunities. So yeah. I know that's paid off, um, but it took a long time. I mean, I, I especially early on, experienced troubles in my personal life because I was spending so much time. And, and I, <laughs> yeah. I had this vision um, and people, they didn't understand what right. I was doing yeah. or why I was doing it. 100%. Um, but now it's nice that it works, and I and I kind of have a lot of respect from a lot of people because it's just not easy. If you have a, if you have a cute puppy though, like you should definitely do it because people love puppies. Right. Um, <laughs> I have a friend who just uh, got a puppy and they named him Nike. Shout out to Nike. Um, and yeah, he's like on fire on Instagram because oh, yeah. it's just like a normal puppy. Yeah. And I'm so excited for them because it's going to bring them opportunities now too. Whether it's dog food or wow. uh, dog like insurance. followers here? Or? No, not even, but thousands of engagements. Really? Yeah. So their followers are just, I mean, they're, it's like two weeks old. So I'm probably, they're not even at a thousand followers, but they're getting like 5,000 likes. Really? Because dogs are just trendy and people love dogs. Wow. That's incredible. Okay, so we, is engagement the biggest thing you think with the comments? Yeah, like one hundred percent. What about posting? Like, yeah. how often should we post? That sort of thing. I would I would say every day is smart. I yeah. fall off on that. Yeah. Just be just with life because life and it takes yeah. forever and you need to be engaged. Uh, story should be every day. Yeah. And story is where I do the vlog, so it's more taking people on the journey with me. Yeah. And there's more depth I think there. Yeah. Even though it's a quicker consumption. It's more personal. But more yeah, I, I, I think social media is moving more towards volume. Yeah. Then it's it's quantity over quality. You don't want to take that the wrong way because if your quality's really bad, mm -hmm. then it's not gonna perform well. So you need to have a minimum level. But you just yeah. it's it's about impressions, right? It's about being there every day and being active and responding to people and being part of the community. 
Like if, if the collective was closed six days, not a lot of people would be members here. Right. And so it's a very similar concept. Okay. Because you can be engaging with all these comments and have a bunch of people visiting your profile, but if your profile isn't very visually appealing, your conversion is going to be less. Exactly. So it's important to have you know some kind of quality content or nice pictures or something like that. Yeah, something that people want to look at. Yeah. And and when people visit your profile, you get one second to convert them. They're going to read your bio. They're going to look at your photo. They'll look at your last nine photos. Yeah. Maybe they'll look at your story. Yeah. But you have to optimize that to make sure that you capture all their attention. Right. And so why your photos are so important. Your timeline photos is because people are only going to look at the last nine, uh -huh. and that's how they're going to make a judgment about you. And so you got to keep that quality up because people every day are making those judgments. Right. So I'm trying to build my Instagram following for my own personal brand. And I think a lot of these people, like you're building it around finding Seattle, finding media, you know, going through all these restaurants, documenting that journey. I think there's a lot of people that are going to watch this clip or this podcast and they're going to want to actually build their Instagram for their own personal brand yes. as an entrepreneur or as a consultant or some creative person. And the biggest epiphany that I found when I, I was seriously trying to grow my, my Instagram following is that if I want to create like a real engaged following that actually cares about me, I need to actually provide value in what I do. Like you can't just say, oh, I want 100K, because the question is, why do those 100,000 people follow you? Exactly. And you can just buy those if you really just want a number. Exactly. But buying followers, it's, there's no value. It, there's no value in that because it's not real engagement, and businesses aren't going to pay for engagement that isn't real because it's not going to bring them any. I, I think they are now, but they won't in the future. Yeah. I, I don't. There's not like a sled. Yes. And, and it's hard to discover still. There's yeah. not. The transparency is not there to know who's got fake followers and who doesn't. Right. It's, it's unless you're Connor and you dive deep and you can do an analysis. <laughs> if, if you dive deep, but yeah, that's hard for a big brand. Yeah. Right. Um, Budweiser beer doesn't care about that because they're reaching out to ten thousand influencers and they have to send a them a ton of budget anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they're just like, oh, like yeah, pay that person a thousand dollars. Like let's just yeah. let's just move quickly. So I'm trying to grow my brand in the area of marketing entrepreneurship, personal brand, stuff like that. What I've been doing is I've been documenting a lot of like my life on Instagram stories, what yep. I'm doing, I'm trying to share value here and there. I try to post cool photos whenever I can. What's the best strategy for me? Is this hashtag strategy relevant with the restaurants if I'm not even you know doing what you're doing and a page for that sort of stuff? Or what should I really be doing to grow my Instagram? So first I gotta ask you, who, who is your audience? Yeah. That's the big question. So I know like you've been documenting a bunch while you're at the gym. Yeah. I would go to the gym location tag and I would talk to everyone else who posted at the gym. Yeah. Right? I would go into the collective Seattle location tag right. and engage with everybody here. Okay. Because then that's unique for you because yeah. you show up at these places and you can make that connection and that's an even deeper relationship. Um, and I would I would live in locations that target your market. And it's the same thing with hashtags. Those are where the communities are. The location tags are just a little more hidden, and no one else is targeting us. Right. So I, I don't know how many of you guys follow my Instagram stories. Not a ton of people at this point, but I'm always going to place to place. I'm either at the gym, I might be at the collective, I might be in the Columbia Power Club, I might be at some restaurant, I might be at a random co-working space, yep. that sort of thing. So you're basically saying, engage with the people that are where I am. Yes. 
Yeah, make that connection because they'll see you in real life. Okay. I mean, that's why. So I always take the yellow backpack with me. I've gone to influencer events and I yeah. stick out in a weird, awkward way. And I've kind of been not criticized for it, but people are like, "Why does I kick out his backpack? This is like a nice event." But yeah. it's just, and, and people notice it, and they know the connection with the backpack, and they're like, "Oh, that's Connor." Right. And uh, like you, you were just at UW Bothell. You I should was. go to the UW Bothell and engage with all of those kids. I should. Those are great people. Same thing with the university, because all those people, you just, you should be the king of those, those locations. The king of where I am and mm -hmm. where I'm going. Yep. And stuff like that. What do you think of like me targeting hashtags like Seattle or like? Seattle food or Seattle business or stuff like that. Is that even relevant to like go to those hashtags and like and comment on those photos? Yes, because people are being consistent there. Yeah. Right? So people will do the hashtag Seattle business a lot. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people are in the location base, the hashtag Seattle business. I don't think a lot of people are going into that tag and doing that. Yeah. So it's more going to be an individual basis. Yeah. The, the bigger communities are the global communities. People go into the the foodie hashtag and they live there, yeah. right? And they engage with all of those people. Um, and I haven't had as much success with the the geographic hashtags. Okay. Um, but it's a good strategy to have because little things come out of it, and there's a consistency. So I like just did a brand deal with a car sharing company, and they found me because they looked at hashtag Seattle influencer, and I I didn't trust. I didn't know I ever used that hashtag before. I must have tried it once or something. Yeah. But now I started using it because I was like, oh. Brand might be searching Seattle Influencer and that's how they find me. Interesting. Uh, I like that. And so that might be one you want to use because I, because that's where the, the businesses were looking. Mm -hmm. And so related to that, I think what a lot of people do is they're too worried about social media being a conversion for sales, mm -hmm. right? Like for you, I wouldn't focus so much about getting your next client on Instagram. No, I don't try to right now. Yeah, it's a long-term plan. Just get a bunch of people to enjoy what you do. Yeah. And that's what I do with Find Me is I yeah. was promoting all these businesses, and then on the back end, I have this business that can help everyone get there. Yeah. Well, I'm not focused on converting any of those restaurants. Yeah. I'm focused on making sure Amy, Sam, and Tom, who live next door, know that I went there and that I promote local businesses. Right. And it works really well for the marketing people. Because we're going where we are, and businesses will eventually discover us, and we'll be able to provide solutions that help them. Exactly. Um, so, really, Gary Vaynerchuk, back to Gary Vaynerchuk, he talks about the dollar eighty strategy, yeah. which is the dollar eighty is leave your two cents, like your thoughts, leave your thoughts on the top um, nine photos of the top ten hashtags. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that strategy? 100%. So when he put that out, I was actually mad because that was my secret sauce. Okay. And so what I do with that location strategy, that is the dollar eighty strategy. Even if they're all popular photos, won't your comment get lost? Yeah, but that's why you're doing it 90 times. Because you're about doing it in volume, right? So you're leaving your okay. two cents 90 times, so you should spread it across everybody. Yeah. And if you're really trying to target someone famous, like good luck with Gary Vee, um, but someone like Neil Patel. Yeah. Um, Constantly engaging mm -hmm. is a good way to get up, especially on Twitter. Turn on the push notifications every time they post, open up the app, and respond with a thoughtful comment. Yeah. You do that for a month, those people will see your name and will eventually look at you, and that opens the door for you maybe to get an interview or a conversation or buy them a cup of coffee. That's really interesting. So you're, what basically you're saying is find an influencer, turn on post notifications, or whatever, and leave a thoughtful comment, and eventually you'll be 
that we found. Because I, I find on YouTube at least, I see the same guy on all the big names. I'm going to just shout him out. His name is Brian Tobias. Okay. I see him like on Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, all these people. He's always leaving like a top comment. Yep. So I always see him. Like, who the hell is this guy? But you're saying the same strategy could be deployed on Instagram. Well, it's obviously working for him. Yeah. Because you've noticed him. Yeah. Right? And he already has brand equity now just by being the commenter. Like, yeah. you already know him as the commenter. That, that, that's going to work out for And you. that's legit for growing on Instagram Bali. Be the guy that leaves great comments on whatever. So basically what we're saying is, as a whole for the Instagram strategy, at least for me or somebody else trying to build their personal brand, when you're documenting like where you are and stuff like that, even if on your story, like, oh, I'm out to eat, finding this restaurant, or I'm at this co-working space, find everybody else that is leaving or who took a photo there as well, yeah. engage with them, do that, and do the dollar eighty, which is leave your two cents on the top ten hashtags and stuff like that. Um, so your top, your two cents on the top nine photos of the top ten hashtags. It's two times nine times ten is a dollar eighty. Um, is there anything else? What about Instagram stories? Is Instagram stories a legitimate way to grow a following? No, I don't think it's a legitimate way to grow your following. It's a way to engage. It's a depth. Yeah. Yes. Um, your timeline photos and your outward engagement is how you bring new people in. Yeah. But stories don't go viral and don't trend the same way because they don't let you use the hashtags. And well, you can integrate hashtags. With you can. And and but no one's watching the hashtag stories. Yeah. Right. No one's going and saying like, oh, everyone who used hashtag Seattle today, let me go look at that. Yeah. Um, and for a while they were doing location-based stories, but I know they've taken that away. Uh, or I haven't noticed it lately. And so, it story. Is. I used it. Like, you used yesterday. it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's still there. I just haven't noticed I'm like the only one that's ever like. Yeah, because I used to play with it, because that's how I was going and trying to find people. Uh, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. And it's about death in story. This what do you is mean death. What do you mean death? death? Yeah. So that you can really tell a story and build the brand. Yeah. Right, where the timeline is more marketing, trying to like be outward and get people to know who you are. Yeah. But story is is where I've built such a high engagement level. Yeah, because they actually can know you and, and the consistency has been so key. Yeah. Like every day, I start off with a time lapse video to yeah. set the scene of where I'm going and what I'm doing. Always with music, always with the day sticker, and it's created such a consistency that people sending me recommendations for music, they're curious on what, what song's gonna come up every day, um, and I'm setting that up for eventually, I want that all to be Seattle artists. I want yeah. that music part of the song to always oh, be I like Seattle that. I like that. Um, right now I'm mixing it up and I'm just doing like what's popular, or what's on, what played on my Spotify playlist last week, yeah. um, but eventually that's kind of where I want it to go, and that in introduces me to this whole new uh, art of Seattle that I'm not as tempted to. I actually was inspired by your time lapses. I've noticed you've been time lapsing. I time lapse a lot more, and it's because like I got it from you. Like this is cool, but Instagram doesn't offer it. But I can actually go in the, the iPhone app, mm -hmm. do it, and then just upload it. Yeah, and I almost I don't film anything in Instagram. I I film almost everything in my camera. I'm oh. gonna upload it to Instagram. Interesting. So it's all taken with that camera right there. No, it's all taken with this camera. Okay. And then I just I just capture it within the camera. I think I get better quality oh. from the iPhone camera. Interesting. And then I swipe up and I upload it. Okay. Um, because then I keep it and I have record and it's the highest quality it can be. The one great thing about Instagram on the camera is focus mode. 
uh, any of those selfies that I do now, yeah. I always use focus mode and then I save it and because it's, it's better than portrait mode on iPhone. Okay. Like it bur blurs out the background really? and I've gotten a lot of feedback of people are like, what? they think I'm using the DSLR camera yeah. because it just looks so clean. But focus mode on Instagram stories is, it really can step up the quality of your content. Especially yeah. if you're in selfie. I'll have to try that. Yeah, because I do selfies all the time yeah. in videos. So. Yeah, in selfie, try to get above your head. Okay. Like above your eye, yeah. and lifts your chin up. It makes you look a little bit more confident. Okay. Um, and usually the lighting's better, and, and it gets into the background, so yeah. it adds depth. Uh, and so a lot of people like do it from down here. It's just not. It's not a flattering thing. Right. Do it from up here. Yeah. Try to go a little higher, um, but it's different for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Good, good tips and good tips for growing your Instagram following organically. So I want to talk about paid a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I have written story ads on myself, but the thing is story ads are extremely cheap, but the issue is that people's attention spans are so short that they, most people don't even care. Yeah. So have you used story ads? I don't know what's playing. <laughs> there we go. I should put that down. Okay, so I was asking him, so Connor, let's talk about uh, ads a little bit. Yep. So we talked a lot of great tips about growing your Instagram organically, but using paid ads to help grow your following yes. and stuff like that. Have you experimented with it? What works and what doesn't? Uh, right now, I love Facebook ads. Yeah. And it's all Facebook ads. Yeah. And I haven't had as much success growing my following with Instagram ads. I'm still trying to play with that okay. and, and find out where it works. Yeah. I think Facebook has been much better for conversion. Facebook ads like on the feed? Yes. Okay. Um, because a lot of people still use it. It's still super underpriced, but if you get engagement, if people like your post on your business page, you can go and invite that person to like your page. And so I've been experimenting with that more of just running good content to get people to engage with it, to give me likes. What about and then I go in and back and I invite those people who liked it. And then that converts at like a 25% or whatever it ends up being. Okay, so how do you get people from Facebook ads to Instagram following? Um, I keep them separate. Okay. I really think that you should have those should be separate because the psychology of the user is different. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just I still if Instagram rolls out an ad that I could just follow immediately, which they're gonna roll out, they've gotta roll it out soon. I want somebody to scroll the timeline, see it in one click follow, yeah. and keep scrolling. Because right now it's view like Instagram profile. Yeah, you gotta swipe up or you gotta push the button, and that conversion just takes a little longer yeah. to go. They'll get there because that one button click is just so valuable. Right. And businesses yeah. will like that metric, it looks good. Um, because that feature on Facebook is awesome. You get really cheap or inexpensive likes on your Facebook page, yeah. but then you gotta go back and convert them. If you get them in the funnel, then you can spend the money to, another 25 minutes for killing this thing. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> Let's wrap this up a little bit, we'll yeah. keep going. Ads, uh, uh, maybe just like, uh, I think we got a lot of good content. We covered a lot. Yeah, so this has been a really great conversation. Um, what I'm gonna do is I'm definitely gonna chop up a lot of these clips um, in the most valuable segments, like two, three minutes, and just put those all over LinkedIn. Um, so if you are looking at the long-form version of this podcast, you're probably going to be seeing Connor's face all over my LinkedIn for the next <laughs> few months. That's so, cool with me. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, yeah, Connor, thanks so much. Thank um, you. If people want to find Connor, it's just Find Me in Seattle, at Find Me in Seattle yeah. on Instagram. On everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, and if you want to add him on LinkedIn, it's just Connor Kaysen, and I'll leave his link in the show notes. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. It's a great time. Thank you.
Hello, it's me again. If you've gotten this far, then thank you so much for watching. Make sure you connect with Connor on Instagram at findmeinseattle. And if you want to reach out, send him a DM, and I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. If you're not already, make sure you're also following me on Instagram at Alec Mountain, and also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm posting a lot of content there. As for the podcast, in the near future, we have a lot of new exciting guests that are going to be on. So stay tuned for that, and I will see you guys later. Bye.